Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Time for us to talk about the tax plan of the president. Obviously, this will be done in concert with lawmakers, of course, and to uh, help us sort through this, we are welcoming Kaylee McEnany to our show this morning on WILK. Kaylee, it's our pleasure to have you on the air. Hey, great to join you, Sue. Thanks for having me. It is uh, indeed a a great opportunity for us to talk about uh, what the president has on tap and its uh, ability to impact on people in northeastern Pennsylvania. And uh, by the way, as, as you may know, it was people here where we live in Luzerne County who flipped very heavily for Donald Trump and may have pushed Pennsylvania over the edge. So it's that's a, right. And we thank you for doing that. Yeah, well, it's 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 all in a day's work. And uh, I, I'm going to say in the past that uh, it was a very surprising thing for all of us because we have a very strong democratic presence, but we also have people who are firmly in the middle class and maybe even in the lower class where we live. And anytime we talk about policy like this, we'd like to know what's in it for our particular demographic of people who may be more low income or middle income. That's right. And that's the president's priority. You know, he was very clear from the beginning that his priority was helping those in lower-income, middle-class brackets, uh, blue-collar workers, you know, the folks who really made the difference in this election. That That is his priority, um, which is why he's doing things in, in this framework like doubling the standard deduction uh, and the child tax credit, increasing that, which will help a lot of families. And there was a great analysis by Forbes out um, kind of dispelling some of the myths and rumors that this would not help these income brackets. And the author, his name was Ryan Ellis, basically did an analysis and filled in some of the blanks of the framework and found that uh, basically the average family, let's say making $75,000 uh, take-home income, would save $1,000 a year, which is a start. You know, we mm-hmm. this is a, a jumping-off point, and, you know, that's a significant savings uh, that we hope to couple with many more in the future. Yeah, and a lot of people look at that, though, and, and they say, well, all right, that is a start, but is there any way that that might increase $1,000? Um, I saw someone talking about this, and they said, well, now people can buy a car or whatever, and I don't believe that's true. I mean, $1,000 is great, and it is a good starting-off point. Uh, so uh, how might this get better in the future or be expanded to help people? Well, so Congress will be filling in some of the blanks. And when I say the blanks, what I mean by that is the president worked with uh, several leaders to create a framework, guiding principles, and ultimately it will be Congress that determines which income brackets correlate with the three rates that the president laid out. So it will be Congress that decides the ultimate amount of savings the American family will have. But, you know, $1,000 is a start, and we know that in the Reagan years that tax reform came and Incrementally, there were tax cuts um, made throughout his presidency. So, you know, having this as the first one and hopefully several more to come, uh, that, that'll be a lot of relief. Um, and like I said, the, the guiding principle, the guiding um, force on this is, is helping middle class families. 
Uh, might there be some retroactivity to this, or don't we know yet? That's right. So retroactivity is something that's being discussed. It would definitely be helpful. We know um, a lot of these families have been hit with soaring premiums because of Obamacare. So making this retroactive would be wonderful. I know it's something the president's mentioned. Ultimately, Congress will determine. But that's definitely something um, that, that they're looking at, um, making this to where uh, you can get relief as, as soon as January. Before that, uh, relief from this year as well. Okay. And uh, again, we know that this thing is kind of in flux, so we know there's not a lot of, you know, hard detail and and certainty about it. The other thing that, Kaylee, that people think about here is um, that Pennsylvania in general has a lot of taxes that they saddle onto business. I think it's one of the, the highest business tax rates in the United States of America. I think it's even in the top five. I mean, it's pretty uh, burdensome for companies. We often hear, though, that um, why should we cut business taxes? You know, that does, is, doesn't that just benefit uh, uh, fat cats and, and people who uh, don't really have the uh, problems of, of, you know, the lower middle class. So have you looked into that? I know I know the president is, is coming to the Harrisburg area to uh, discuss this issue tomorrow with business people. But uh, how, do you, how do you say to people, no, 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 it's going to be okay. This is not uh, something just for fat cats. Yeah. So in addition to providing that individual relief I spoke about, uh, you know, think to yourself, if, if you have a job, you have a job because your employer has the means um, and the ability to provide that paycheck each and every week um, and to provide, you know, health care and some of the benefits that are required under the employer mandate with Obamacare. So freeing up employers to be able to invest more in their companies, to be able to build factories here at home rather than abroad, that's ultimately going to help the American worker. It, it'll help um, gain more jobs here in our own country, and not only that, wage increases. Uh, so, you know, and, and I would also mention not only the corporate rate, we have one of the highest corporate taxes in the industrialized world, bringing that down for, you know, larger scale employers is important, but more than that, even small businesses, small businesses employ half of the nation's workforce, and providing relief for small businesses, you know, the mom and pop um, company that's just trying to make ends meet and not shut their door providing that level of relief I know is extraordinarily important. When you're looking at uh, some of the, the things with, uh, you, you mentioned the, um, the mandate from Obamacare about uh, employees and hours. Is, is there any, and I know this, this, this looks like it, it may get attention in the new year once again. Uh, is there any kind of uh, situation that might be saved by an executive order on um, say, I believe, is it 32 hours you have to provide health care now? I mean, I know that's hurt some individuals. Is, it, is that going to be addressed to give people the opportunity to work more hours and employers would be more um, apt to hire them if things changed? Yeah, you hit on a really important point because the employer mandate uh, with Obamacare, we know it's said if you have a, a certain number of employees who work a certain number of hours, 
then you have to provide health insurance. So what we saw companies doing across the nation is not hiring more, not giving more hours, trying to avoid having full-time employees so that they wouldn't then have to provide health care. So it ended up harming the American worker. Um, but as you point out, you know, the president is looking at the executive order and trying to find any way possible he can provide relief from Obamacare. Um, the employer mandates, I, I'm not entirely sure if that's a part of this. I know that he has mentioned trying to use an executive order to allow um, insurance companies to compete across state lines and also finding a way for um, insurance companies to be able to offer plans that aren't subject to these really um, onerous requirements and mandates so that someone who's maybe a millennial who doesn't want full health insurance but wants catastrophic coverage can can have that plan. I know those are the two areas that have been looked at with the executive order, and I think we'll have an announcement um, at the end of this week. Wow. Uh, so, you know, we'll wow. see if the – yeah, so huh. we'll, we'll have an announcement on that um, this week. What kinds of things can you say are happening economically because of – any of the policies of the Trump administration that you can say as of today, October the 10th, that you find are working? Can you point to things where you're seeing uh, better conditions that create the opportunity, and I'm not saying it's always going to happen, but the opportunity for better economic prosperity for people in the United States? Oh, yeah, there, there's a lot. Um, the president, we know he's rescinded 860 regulations. That That's extraordinary. That's giving these companies a lot of freedom uh, to, to work and to create and to prosper. I know today there was the announcement on the uh, part of the Obama-era um, clean power regulations, which put a lot of burden on, on factories across the nation. That's being lifted. And I think just in general, you, there's this sense of economic optimism when companies know that there are going to be tax cuts, uh, that there might be relief from Obamacare employer mandate, as we've discussed. There's a sense of optimism that they're going to have a, a greater economic climate going forward. And I think you saw that going back to before the president even took office. You remember those carrier jobs that were saved. Um, and those they were saved because the company cited optimism and the Trump administration and knowing that you're going to have a federal government that's not going to try to get in your way. So the regulations being rescinded was a big part of this. We recently saw a, a GDP number that was kind of kind of high. It was over three. And mm -hmm. a lot of people look at that, Kaylee, and they say, wow, can that be sustained? And sometimes these numbers, as you know, they go up and down due to revision, et cetera. But looking at that particular metric, do you have any indication? I know you study a lot of policy. Do you have any indication that that can be sustained? Oh, absolutely. Um, in fact, we believe that with this tax reform plan, that it will lead to an increase in GDP, perhaps even by a, a full percentage point, which would be tons, um, thousands and thousands of new jobs that would correlate with that and, um, you know, more wealth coming back to our own country. But as you mentioned, we, we did exceed 3% GDP. That's a metric that the Obama administration never reached. Um, that's a big deal. Um, potentially, we could hit 4% GDP if, if we get tax reform passed. But, you know, it's an important metric. Um, I, I know these. this last quarter uh, it went down a, a tad, but that's mm -hmm. only because of these hurricanes. There was, um, you know, a, a lot of – that was a big hit on our economy and, and employment numbers. But you're right to say we've already exceeded 3 percent, and the president, you know, he doesn't set limits for himself. He wants to see that number rise as high as possible. Yeah, we, we saw those unemployment numbers uh, last – at the end of last week, and you had some uh, – 
structural issues due to these. Uh, th this is an amazing situation in the country right now that we're seeing because you not only have hurricanes uh, that have been uh, very, very detrimental to certain areas of the country. Now out on the West Coast, we have these uh, wildfires that are impacting uh, the wine country and where vegetables are harvested and, you know, flowers are, are gotten for, you know, for retail sale. And a lot of people's livelihoods have been deeply impacted and, you know, we'll never be able to diminish that. But um, the overall employment picture, what can you give us on that? What are you seeing? I, I saw the, the uh, use of the phrase almost full employment at the end of last week. Yeah, that's right. It's an exciting time. And even amid that um, tough report because of the hurricanes and the natural disasters, um, we've, we've incurred, uh, even despite that, the unemployment rate did go down, which was good to, which was encouraging. Um, but, you know, that, there are thousands of jobs being created. And, you know, this tax plan, I just want to emphasize, will add even more to that. I just came across a really interesting t statistic. You know, people are talking, the mainstream media is trying to act as if repealing the estate tax is going to benefit the wealthy and so on and so forth, they say. But, you know, 21% of business owners said that they would have added more jobs jobs had they not had to set aside resources uh, for the estate tax that they anticipated in the future. So every single aspect of this president's agenda, all the way down to his tax plan, to rescinding regulations, it's um, been an encouraging picture so far on the jobs front. Like you said, we're approaching almost full employment, and um, it's going to be even greater than that if, if this tax plan gets through. Okay, and we know that uh, Washington has its moments of uh, lethargy and a lot of people fought over the health care, and, of course, that ended with indecision, and nobody likes that. The the tax situation, can, can people actually come forth with enough good reasons to stop it? I mean, that, that's the thing that I wonder about, is that will there be uh, people who say, we, we don't want this? And you have all the people, Kaylee, who are kind of— they, they've really been squeezed by, as you said, by both sides because of the cost of everything going up. I mean, is that is that smart in this particular climate to say, nope? It's not smart at all. And that's why the president is putting pressure, not just on Republicans to get behind this, but also Democrats. You know, it should be a basic American principle that we are willing to take a bet on the American people. And by that, I mean, give them more of their money, allow them to prosper and to grow and, you know, take the, the bet that if we give people more of their money, they will go out and create and they will make our economy more prosperous. Um, our money's better spent in the hands of the American people than the federal government. But um, it's it's a bet that we hope some Democrats will take. We, we don't know. I, I think if uh, Democrats like Claire McCaskill and Joe Donnelly and, and Joe Manchin, if they don't go down this path and don't get on board with tax reform, I think they're going to have very tough re-election fights ahead of them in 2018. Is there a question that we missed or something you'd like to bring up before the interview ends? Well, the one thing I would just say is um, go read tax reform facts for yourself. Don't read them through or view them, I should say, through the lens of the mainstream media because they're really kind of trying to taint this in a negative light. And the best way to get facts on tax reform is to go look for yourself. Read some of these Heritage Foundation studies because um, you really can't trust what comes out of the mouth of the mainstream media. Is that based on your own experience? I see you used to be a contributor to CNN. 
Yeah, look, I, it's, there's no doubt about it that this president is not given a fair shake. Um, don't take it from me. Anecdotally, I, I can say, you know, I experienced that in the eight-on-one panels that I used to have to face on CNN. But, you know, take it from a Harvard study that said 93% of the president's coverage is negative. Um, it's not fair. But, you know, ultimately, wise voters in Pennsylvania were discerning enough to see through the media. And I think that says a lot about the American people. When you had to face that, by the way, I just want to ask you a question. Uh, the eight-on-one, were you just so feisty about it that you couldn't wait to get your points in? Were you ever thinking to yourself that uh, it wasn't fair, or did you just think to yourself, hey, I got uh, points to make, and I'm going to make them? Was it discouraging for you? It could get discouraging, um, particularly when the story was always negative. So trying to get in facts that I believe the American people care about, trying to get, talk about the actual issues like tax reform and the economy and jobs, you know, how do you turn a story that's um, salacious and making the president look horrible and trying to label him and caricature him in a certain way? How do you, how do you take that and pivot to tax reform, economy, jobs, terrorism, you know, the things that I think voters really care about? So that, that was the frustrating part is trying to take the negative and turn it into positive. Kaylee, it was great of you to join us today, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity. So take care. Thanks so much for having me, Sue. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 